This podcast is brought to you by Stella Artois. When you're planning to enjoy everything Houston has to offer, especially all the great restaurants in our city, start with Estella. Whether you're going to eat with friends or solo, start with Estella. Stella Artois. Enjoy responsibly. Welcome to What's Eric Eating, Culture Map's bi-weekly look at all things Houston bars and restaurants. I'm your host, Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. This is the Thursday show where I have a conversation with someone I think you will want to learn more about. He is the founder of Laval Consulting and a partner in PS21, a French restaurant in Upper Kirby. Sebastian Laval, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Eric. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. As the audience might notice from the sound of your voice, you you didn't grow up around here, as we say. Yeah, I'm from uh, across the pond. Yes. So tell me a little bit about 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 that. How did you make your way from France to America, and and when when did you make your way here? Well, uh, Eric, I just thought of something today. Um, I think it's been ten years since we've met, and I wanted to congratulate you actually on your ten years at a uh, culture map. Because I believe we met the first time we met, it was your last uh, one of your last weeks at Eater before you made the move to Culture Map. So, uh, congratulations, first of all. Thank you, thank you. No, I think that's I think that's about right. Did we meet at La Table? It was La Colombe d'Or, two thousand thirteen. Oh, oh yes, La Colombe d'Or. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's where we met. Um, but um, to answer your question, I so um, how did I get to the U.S.? I've uh, uh, I was working in Paris uh, back in 2008 and uh, met a lady that was my age uh, who was visiting Paris and she was from Houston. And uh, we were both uh, 21 years old. And uh, I decided instead of moving to a, a French island close to Australia where I had my plane ticket, I decided to move uh, the plane ticket over to uh, come to Houston. And I arrived in Houston in November of 2008. I knew one single person. That was the person that would become my wife. All right. So did you have a background working in restaurants? How did you kind of yes. you know, kind of establish yourself in the community and, and find a job? So I was, it's, uh, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a long story short, but I was, um, I was uh, needing a job um, during the summer. And after I did an internship in New Caledonia, which is a, uh, an island off of the coast of Australia, uh, I met quite a few people there uh, working in a, in a resort, your absolutely typical, uh, beautiful, um, almost Polynesian. It's Melanesian technically, but Polynesian resort. You know, it's a, an island you can walk around in 20 minutes. You have a lagoon all around it. You've got bungalows over the, uh, over the lagoon. And it was uh, the only five-star uh, resort and hotel that was there. And I, I did uh, I worked there for a little bit. And uh, coming back from this to, uh, to France, um, I connected with a, a gentleman that was the assistant uh, general manager of the resort. And that was offered uh, a director position for three hotels in Paris. And I wanted some experience in Paris because I'm from the south of France. And I said, okay, let's. Uh, do you have a job for me? And he said, absolutely. So I did a first, you know, I did a, a, 
I did my, I worked in the hotels there. Then afterwards, I moved to Scotland to finish my, uh, to finish my studies. And I worked at the old course of St. Andrews there, which is the, uh, the, the, the hotel that was built for the legendary old course, uh, of St. Andrews, the, uh, the original golf course in the world that was built in the early Renaissance era. And I worked there. I worked at Hilton also while I was uh, studying business management and then came back to Paris, uh, worked again in the, the same hotel chain that I was, uh, that I was at and then moved and then moved to the U S and then, you know, kept working in, uh, in, uh, in hotels and restaurants. So you, you brought all that experience with you to America. You, you were there you know, in love, <laughs> I, I, you, serious, uh-huh. serious enough that you, that you had changed countries and, and immigrated. Yes. Um, yep. So That's what true. was the first restaurant you, you found at, or you started working at? In the first place, it was interesting. I, I just, it was the, when I arrived, it was the uh, 2008 um, uh, economic crisis. The, uh, uh, and uh, what happened was there were very few jobs available. And I just got my social security uh, card. That was early 2009. And I went to three hotels. I went to Marriott, uh, Marriott in the Galleria. I went to Hilton downtown and I went to Hotel Zaza that was uh, quite newly opened. And, uh, and actually, interestingly enough, as people at Zaza, after speaking to the, the uh, HR, they said they had somebody already for the position, and uh, but they were really interested, and uh, they eventually turned that around and gave me the the, the position. Then I started at Zaza as a the only job available at the time was a PBX. It was a, a phone operator, and then three months later they gave me a promotion to be at the uh, uh, at the uh, front desk. Three months later, I was a concierge, and then three months later, I was uh, uh, at a position that they actually created for me, uh, which was a FNB supervisor. And then a few months later, I became a food and beverage uh, 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 outlet manager, I guess you call it. And then my son was born, so then uh, we said, told my wife, I said, I want him to drink good water, to eat good food. To breathe good air so let's move the family to france and so after uh two years at zaza then we moved uh, we moved to avignon to the south of france where i was managing two restaurants my wife at the time didn't know how to speak french my son was eight months old uh, we were living on a fifth floor without elevator um oh. in the <laughs> in, in avignon yeah that was fun and, and my son it was you know on the higher side of the percentile of the, of the weight. So that was, I, 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 I got to work out on a regular basis. Yeah. I was going to say you're carrying a 15, 20 pound <laughs> baby up uh, five like flights. Floors. That's a good, I mean, it'll, yeah. it'll keep your legs in shape. You don't have to worry about doing <laughs> yes. leg day. That's for sure. Yeah. I was, I was a lot more fit than I am currently. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you, you moved back to France. What, what brought you back to America? Cause obviously you, as you said, you've been here for at least the last 10 years. I, I shouldn't say this, but I didn't want to work in France anymore. Um, I didn't want the, I, I felt the culture had changed. Um, I had moved quite a bit because I lived in, in Canada, I lived in Scotland, lived in Pacific Ocean, uh, and then I'd lived in the, in the US. Um, and, and I 
I felt the culture had changed tremendously. So I, I love my country. It's just that I said, no, no, I, I enjoy myself a lot more, especially professionally, uh, when I'm in the U.S. So after, after one year uh, of managing two, uh, uh, two uh, hotel outlets in Avignon, uh, we moved back to we moved back to the U.S. and to Houston. So I, I don't want to get too in the weeds with this, but but just kind of because you've worked at a I mean I know you've worked at a at a number of restaurants around town. I mean, as you said, you were at we met when you were at La Column d'Or. I, I know you worked with Chef Olivier. Yes, for a little while. I I, I think I I remember you at La Table. I remember you opening. Mad yeah, from Olivier. Like, yeah, from Olivier, I went to uh, to open La Table to to convert uh, table on post token to La Table with the uh, with the team behind the uh, the Robuchon, you know, Robuchon Empire. Um, and then, yeah, and then afterwards, I was poached to open Le Colonial in the River Oaks district. Then I was poached by the guys from BCN uh, to open Mad. Uh, to find the location, negotiate it, uh, you know, conceptualize it, build it, get it up and running, and then and then from that I was supposed to uh, open Musafir. Same thing with the. Oh, that's right. The, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, it, it was building, doing the build out, and and then same thing in operations. And actually, this one was, was really tricky because it was an opening during uh, COVID. So the right, day like May of May or June of 2020, like right, like in the very early days. One of, one so of, the, the the day after we started the uh, staff training is the day the governor said um, you cannot have uh, meetings with uh, large amounts of people, and then we had to do everything. We had to convert everything over Zoom calls and so on. All of the training over Zoom calls, and you know, uh, it was it, it was it, it was it was tricky. We did. Uh, I think we did well though, and then uh, and then we opened the day that the governor said, "Okay, you can reopen your restaurants." Is the day that we opened uh, Musafir. You know, as you're kind of moving from restaurant to restaurant, what are you learning about Houston in general, or, or restaurants in particular? Like, like what what do you kind of take from? Because that's a it's a it's a hectic. You know, we we kind of yada yada that, but but it's it's essentially like the you know, you kind of went through that over six or seven years. So, so what are you, what are you taking from, from these sort of stops along the way as you, you sort of build your career? Well, it's the first thing is it's a city with many restaurants, as, as you know, um, there's a lot of choice. Um, that's the first thing. The other thing is I'm, I, what I see, I look back in retrospective from the first time when, you know, from when I worked at Zaza, when I, when I first arrived, uh, it's, it's the evolution in a, in a really positive way of the dining scene and seeing some uh, some concepts that 10 years ago, 15 years ago would not have worked, uh, you know, very specific, uh, specific to a region, specific to a, a, a country, a cuisine, and that actually make it and do really well. This is, uh, I think that's really, that's really what I, what I take from it. Give me a, give me a, for example, I mean, you know, I, I think, I think you've, you've really touched on something there, you know, a restaurant like Musafir, a super ambitious uh, Indian fine dining restaurant or, or mad with all of its design components and mm-hmm. Spanish and, and also a place like Sochi, Sochi also, which focuses on a very specific area of Mexico of the cuisine of a very specific area of Mexico. 
you know, th those are the kind of places that, you know, that come to mind. Uh, and, and, and I find it, and I find it tremendous. I find it terrific to be to be able to have places like this in the in the city. No, no, I I agree, and 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 but I I think your point is well made that that you know a restaurant that sort of opens and finds an audience in 2020 or 2021 may not have may not have succeeded if it had opened in you know 2013 or 2014. Yes, yes. So tell me then about as you said you 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 had developed this reputation for kind of opening restaurants and, you know, helping people get their, get their, uh, get their wheel spinning, so to speak. So, so when did you make the decision that you were going to kind of step off of that and, and get into actual formal consulting? So th that was something actually that, that, that was triggered in me uh, after the opening of Le Colonia. So it's 2016, I believe. And I said, you know, it'd be great because every time it feels like, you know, opening is so complex. You know, you have to find, you have to, you have to build the place. You have to, uh, you have to bring all your inventories in. Uh, you have to get all the staff in. You have to train them. Uh, you have to make sure, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's many different, very small parts that put together correctly make a successful opening. And I was and I was thinking that there was there was really nothing like this. Like no no one really offered this kind of um, like hands on uh, help to to people that you know and, and you know it could be you know managers that have that have done you know that have that have worked in restaurants before and everything. But you know it's be, being able to uh, create the right uh, you know the right operations, implementing all of this. And and that's that, that's when it started. You know, when we opened uh, Le Colonial, and I thought we could, there, there there could be something there. You know, where we can really help people. And um, and then it wasn't until um, until uh, Musafir and uh, and and when I decided to leave Musafir that uh, we were that you know we kind of came together with a bunch of people that I've worked with before that I think have you know tremendous talent. Uh, all of them, each of them in their own respective uh, uh, field. Um, and, you know, we got together and I said, okay, why don't we try to do something like this? You know, where we open, we, we kind of consult, but we open, we're hands-on. Um, and we we just, we help places open. You know, we conceptualize whatever it is from, from the beginning to the end, even if it's just to do a, a beverage program or if it's just to do a training program. But... You know, being able to to assist, putting implementing uh, implementing operations and and getting uh, g giving the right guidance and the right rhythm for the opening. All right, so so give me. I mean, I know I know for example that you worked on Albi, the kind of fine dining Mediterranean spot uh, in River Oaks. That's it's 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 doing a lot of things, right? It's kind of got a fine dining aspect. It's got a it's got an ambitious bar program. It's got a nightlife component. Um, yes, it's very so, complete. Uh, right, it's a very complete uh, concept. Yeah, and and I will, you know, people who listen to the show regularly know that that you know I went there with um, Mary Clarkson and Linda Salinas. We had a fantastic mm -hmm. dinner oh, there, wonderful. and we're very impressed. So, but but tell me, kind of, where did you kind of come into the Albi process, and and what did you like? How much of his vision did they have? How much did you contribute? Um, what did? How did you kind of take them from an idea to a restaurant. So Albi, Albi was being built when we were, so we were brought on, um, we're actually brought on, it was uh, Adel Sadek, who's the, um, um, who's the interior designer for Albi, for Ciel, for Muse, for all these, uh, um, 
all, all, all these very uh, these very impressive build outs. Uh, and he uh, he he had uh, Jimmy Nano and uh, and Aladdin contact contact us. And I think at fir- at first it was for the the bar program. It was a phone call. Do you guys do bar program? And we said, yeah, absolutely. I said, I, and we do and more and and more than this. So then. The thing was to you know me to go on site, see where they're at, what the timeline was, and uh, and then see where we could uh, assist. So then we we looked at the we looked at the kitchen. There was a you know already a, a kitchen plan, and and we we kind of moved some things around, trying to try to help the flow a little bit more, get the right you know get the right equipment in, and and the right flow inside the kitchen and then you know at the bar also having the you know proper station so we could actually achieve the bar program that that we had discussed uh with the ownership and so we ended up uh yeah we ended up you know uh, doing doing quite uh quite a bit of work uh, with uh with albi and it was you know it was it was it was a wonderful project we did um we did some project management uh obviously developed uh, uh, all the beverages uh, cocktail wine uh beer um, you know, all the the serviceware, also um, all, all that aspect for front of the house, the ergonomics, you know, within the space, kind of you know, aggregating you know stations and having them built to a very specific dimension to be able to fit the the glassware that we had selected and so on. Um, uh, and then and then it was to put you know systems and operations uh, uh, into implementing those. Uh, so like you know, uh, system with payroll, the you know the inventories. Dry good orders, the uh, operating suppliers, things like this, compliance and and whatnot, uh, assisting also with the uh, with the inspections, making making sure that everything was in place for the inspections, uh, and then you know the workforce portion of things. So there was uh, uh, assisting with hiring the uh, hiring uh, the management and uh, and then with uh, training staff, uh, training staff and. Uh, and in the opening itself, where you know it was a couple of us that were uh, hand in hand with the management and and opening, you know, throughout the the, the first shifts of opening. And then I I know you're also working on best regards the new kind of lounge nightclub-y spot that's coming soon to the heights. T- yes. Tell me how that's something that's not a restaurant, right? That that's very nightlife focused. Uh, tell me how that's different than than working on a restaurant, or, or maybe, or is it that different? Well, to be honest, I'd, we so we take every element of those concepts so seriously that even if the food is not a, uh, you know, a, 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 the let's say the the, the focus, what you would think of exactly, what you would think of, you know, as for best regards, for instance. Well, we we've we've put a lot of work, and we're still actually, you know, but. Reopening, we're putting a lot of, of uh, work into it, and and sure, you know the, the food is not the focus, but um, it was just as important. Uh, it's it's creating a complete concept um, that is viable in the in, in the in, in the future, from opening to you know years from now. So technically, it's not it's not that different. It's just you know when you when you build projections, when you do things like this, you know, like equipment and everything, then the the the, the focus is a little bit more on on, on the for instance, with best regards, a little bit more on the um, on the on, on the drink and the bar side of things, uh, the the entertainment. But uh, yeah, we've we're we're very focused on on the food. We want to make sure that we're doing you know that, that we're giving the the, the right um, we're giving the 
the right uh, experience to the the guests that will come. So when you're working with someone who's maybe doesn't have a lot of experience in the restaurant business, I know, you know, for, for best regards, you know, she comes from a commercial real estate background. What do you do to kind of give someone the tools to, you know, evaluate like whether their staff is, you know, working appropriately and, and on behalf of the business, you know, cause they don't, they, they might not, they may not, you know, have the, the experience directly to sort of evaluate that before they, they open. Well, the, the first thing is we, we listen and we want to want to make sure that we're on par with, um, with, with the vision. And then as long as we have the, you know, we, we understand the vision, it's, you know, it's clearly defined. Then we, we go to work and, you know, and we, we explain what needs to be done, how we would do it the, the way that in experience we would be uh, handling uh, the various items that are needed to open the, the concept. And then, and then it's a discussion of, uh, yes, no, no, I really want to do it this way. And then, and, and to be honest, I, I've found in, the, in my experience that people that don't necessarily have experience in the food and beverage industry actually, and have experience in other uh, businesses, very often and more often than not, come up with very interesting solutions to issues that us, you know, having our our eyes on the you know on the food and beverage constantly don't really see. And that was true. That was true, for instance, with uh, you know with with Matt and BCN with uh, you know Ignacio Torres, the owner who uh, who is not from you know doesn't have the food and beverage background, loves to eat at restaurants. He eats you know at restaurants all around the world and has you know very very interesting solutions to problems that we would not deal uh we would not necessarily deal with it that way but you know it works and 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 same thing with uh, with morgan you know she has uh, she has uh, ways of of uh, of solutioning issues that you don't and, and in a way that you don't necessarily do in the in the food and beverage industry and 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 it works and it, it things that you you add to your, you know, to the experience. You know, I, I once talked to uh, Omar Perrinet, who, who also does some consulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And and I said, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes I wonder if there are people that just like shouldn't open restaurants or maybe shouldn't be in this business. I, I mean, do you, do you have people that come to you and you can just kind of tell that, that this, it's not a good idea. Like, do you, do you, do you ever tell anyone, no, I like keep your money. I, I don't think you should do this. Well, it, see, the thing is, sometimes the, the 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 restaurant is a is a passion project, and and if and, and sometimes the you know the idea is not for the for the place for the concept. I'm going to call it not just restaurant, but the concept, you know, food and beverage concept. Uh, they they have a very clear idea of what they want to do, and making and you know it sounds can sound weird and you know in the business perspective but making money is not the uh is not the end goal and you know and sometimes it's uh you know it's it's something that it's a again it's a passion project you know they have they have a very specific idea of what they want to do and the way you know the way the business built and so on is not necessarily meant to make money which we usually you know, we open our mouths and we say, okay, this is an issue. This is an issue. And then, you know, in the end, it's like, you know, the producers of movies that, you know, the, the movie's not going to make, you know, it's not going to make a fortune. Maybe it's going to cost them money in the end, but it was a passion. You know, that movie, that specific story they wanted to tell 
uh, was more important than how much money they can make out of it. And I think, and I think very often that's that's what very often, at, at least I think in in a uh, in in the um, upscale uh, portion of, of of concepts, it's something that happens, you know, very often. But the story is told. Right. Is there a certain style of restaurant that you haven't gotten to do yet that you're kind of hoping that someone will come to you? Is there a I, I don't know a, a pizzeria or a... you know I, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna tell you it's it's funny because me personally because the the guys that I work with uh, you know they all have their own experience and so on but one thing that seems to be working every time it opens in in Houston at least uh, is a steakhouse and I've I've never done a steakhouse it seems I've been I've been doing restaurants you know I've been doing Vietnamese Thai French. Um, uh, Peruvian, Japanese, uh, Mexican, uh, uh, Indian, uh, a few times, uh, Italian, Spanish, uh, and and interestingly enough, I've I've never I've never done personally I've never done a a steakhouse. So I would, and, and that's something I'd love because you know when we have to train the staff on Indian food, on Thai food, on on Vietnamese food, and French food, and Spanish, and and so on. Uh, it's it's a lot of work. Uh, first of all, you know to to get everything together to to make uh, people that have not necessarily uh, traveled there, or they're not necessarily familiar with the culture, to make them as familiar to the culture as uh, as somebody that is from there. And and we joke very often with my with my colleagues, you know, and we say it'd, it'd be great to do a steakhouse. <laughs> where this is a fillet, this is a you know, uh, th- this is a potato gratin, you know, and so on. That's something we joke about every so often. Right, and, and and if you want to taste them, you know, you just go down Westheimer. You start exactly. at uh, Pappas <laughs> Brothers. You go to Steak Forty Eight. Uh, exactly. Easy peasy. All right. Well, let me let me shift gears with you. I, I do want to talk about PS Twenty One just a little bit. I mean, you and you know, you're working with uh, Philippe Schmidt. The the French chef who's who's been in Houston for a long time. Like I said, you've been consulting. You haven't been tied to any specific restaurant for a couple of years. How did Philippe convince you to to join up with him? Well, that's yeah, that's uh, yeah. I don't know if it's a very interesting story, but it's uh, but it's a story. Uh, it's uh, so he had been Philippe had been speaking to me since after La Table. So when I was opening the Colonias in 2016, and he had been asking. Um, if if I could you know if I could partner with him and I, you know and I was doing one project after another it's like no I don't I don't have time I've got you know these these uh, these very you know large projects and 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 Philippe's restaurant wasn't wasn't meant to be as as large you know and in, in, in size as uh, those that I was working on and uh, and so I, I kind of I kind of found no not yet not yet not yet and then uh, and at one point I think it was two thousand it was a summer of two thousand nineteen. I told him, I said, okay, let's meet, let's sit down, went to Starbucks and, and sat down and for him to tell me, you know, about him, for me to tell uh, him about me and, uh, and to go from there, we've got, we've got some, some really good friends, some really good common friends. Uh, and, uh, and then we, and it started like this, you know, then I was, I was consulting for, uh, for Philippe to find a, a location to kind of figure out what the, the concept was going to be. And then, you know, COVID, like many other things, COVID arrived, and then that uh, that stopped the uh, the project, and then and then we started again when when things kind of got back uh, to normal in 2021, which is why you know PS21, 
and uh, eventually found a location and uh and then the way the way that it went was he he eventually he's very convincing he eventually convinced me to put money in it and to spend uh, time uh without necessarily uh, you know being paid for it making me officially a partner in it so <laughs> that's what that's what so that's what happened yeah he's he's very convincing you know so let me just ask you i mean what's it been like for you kind of being back you know, I, I know you're obviously dividing your time, but but what's it been like for you, kind of being on the floor in a in a day to day role uh, back at a restaurant? So I'm I'm not. Although this coming week I will be there uh, all week, but I'm I'm on and off. I've got the management in place. Um, I go there very often, uh, but it's interesting. Th- that role is interesting because I've always been, you know, aside from the consulting, but I've always been very hands-on in restaurants, uh, you know, always on the floor. And, uh, and, and this is a little bit different because it's really, it, it's really about, about putting the vision into the management and, uh, and basically what, and, and for and to create that mechanism of what would I do, you know, what would Sebastian do in this situation? And it's, uh, and it, and it's just, it's, it's a different, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a different animal because you're not there necessarily physically, but you know, it's, it's, uh, entrusting and, and coaching, you know, the, the people that are there. So what's that been like for you to kind of let go, but still kind of have your name on the door. I mean, still be very publicly affiliated with it. I'm, I'm going to tell you if, if I don't have another project that I have to open, like a, a restaurant that I have to open, so I'm, I'm, I'm more you know, on the on the on the back of it because usually an opening, you know, when, when you get close to the opening days, you're you're pulling easily. Even for me as a consultant, I pull easily, you know, twelve to twelve to fourteen hours, um, and uh, and and this, to be honest, and having open restaurant for the past, I've been focusing on opening a restaurant for the past decade. I get to actually have more dinners with my family, my wife and my son than I have ever been able to. So that, that feels really good. And it's, uh, you know, and it's uh, the work-life balance that is, uh, that is very different and, and very appreciated uh, after, you know, over 15 years of, uh, actually I think it's been 17 years now that I'm doing this going to 18 uh, of, you know, seeing my wife every so often, seeing my son every, every so often. <laughs> So it, it feels very good, and and being able to do plan, you know, to plan things with friends. As long as I don't have, you know, to to do an opening, or I don't have to be at PS Twenty One that particular night, then yeah, yeah, being able to have a social life is uh, is is appreciated. Are you satisfied with how things are going at PS Twenty One? I mean, I I know I, you know, I went and had a a very satisfying dinner there, but I I admit I have not uh, I've not been in to check on you, but. I know. The- there's yeah, a lot I of moving pieces. I mean, lunch, dinner, brunch. I mean, you got a lot. Oh, we, you got a lot we did every, on. and we did everything very fast. I wanted to make sure that you know it wasn't okay. It's just a dinner place, and then you know you eventually, and, and I've seen it happen with so many places where we open and we say, okay, we're going to focus on dinner first, then we'll open lunch, and then it, it becomes really complicated to jumpstart lunch. So I, I told with Philippe, we're very clear. We said we need to open so within a week and a half, I think, or two weeks maximum, we were open for lunch and brunch. Also, so that was uh, yeah, that was it, it, it was it was a little bit um, it was it was intense on the staff and you know the hours spent and so on. But I think in the end, it's a blessing to have done it. You know, to have I, I want to call it you know pulling the uh, ripping of the the bandaid 
uh, of you know of okay now 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 we're we're you know we're doing dinner well we're good yeah. and then you know starting directly lunch and brunch it's uh, it's a challenge in itself and I think and, and I'm I'm glad we did it very fast. Yeah. So I mean, how's it from your perspective? How's how's the I mean, are people is it doing well? Are people understanding it? Because we don't have terribly many French restaurants in this town. You know, it's it's so a new one is something of a novelty. Yeah, it seems that Italian restaurants are uh, are the uh, are <laughs> currently what the what the liking is towards. Yes. Uh, but yeah, French restaurants not that many. Um, and um, and I think you know it's a question of trend also. I, I, I think that you know maybe Italian is is a little bit more trendy than than French. Uh, you know we have it's also a a warmer region of the of the United States, so maybe that plays you know that plays in it. Italian food is usually a little bit a little bit lighter or feels a little bit lighter than than French. Um, but you know we're we're we we cannot complain. We cannot complain. That's what, that's what I would like to say. But um, you know, we're French at the same time, so we're never happy. <laughs> <laughs> also, all right. So, what are your what are your immediate goals? How would you what would you like to see by the end of the year? What what what's one thing you would like to see at, at PS twenty one? At PS twenty one, I'd like to see that that that's a good question because I've not thought about it. Um, what would I like to see? I'd like I'd like to see a very strong end of the end of the year. Um, you know, a lot of um, a lot of, of uh, end of year parties, the you know holiday parties and so on. Uh, that'd be that'd be great. It's something that we're we're working on right now, actually, with the team. Very good. And then in terms of your your immediate future, like what uh, what's next for you? I mean, I know I know we've got the best regards opening to to look forward to. Do you do you have your next project after that lined up already? I've got another project, yes, which I can't really talk about. But uh, I've got I've got another project that has been a little bit delayed with uh, a little bit. I'm, I'm being very diplomatic about it uh, <laughs> with okay. uh, with con- with construction issues and the the city has put in place a new uh, a, a new code. Uh, I think they were working with the 2012 code for the longest time, and and this year they've implemented the 2015 code, which is a lot more demanding, a lot more you know specific, which is great. Because I think in the end, the uh, you know the, the consumers and the guests will uh, will will see the difference. Uh, but yeah, th- this is a project that has been uh, that has been a little bit delayed now, but but really exciting, really exciting. So, and then since I know you know I know you you said you you have some time to yourself these days. Have you do you get to sort of try any of these new restaurants that keep popping up around town? Is there anything in particular that's impressed you recently? So I've I've. Um... I have. I, I usually try, and, and I've got. Thankfully, I've got quite a few projects that I've done. So I, I usually try and, and spend my money afterwards at the uh, at those concepts. So I know Pachanike, for instance. You know, Masaru was a not only he was a client, but he was uh, he was a friend before that, and still a friend. And and I, I love going to Pachanike. Um, after that, all the restaurants that have, uh, from all the restaurants that I've opened, I've not, unfortunately, I've got a long list of places I want to go to, and uh, and and I will, and uh, and a lot of them are are friends or people that I know, and uh, but I've I've not had a chance yet. Very good. All right. Well, that brings me to the end of my questions. Is there anything I haven't asked you about that you would like to discuss? No, I think. I think you did a great job, uh, Eric. <laughs> well, thank you. I think we touched we touched everything. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, before before I let you go, we have to play the lightning round. Okay. 
five easy questions, five short answers. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Sebastian Laval, what is your favorite ingredient? Foie gras. What is the first band you ever saw in concert? Can't remember what I saw with my parents, but I know with my wife, we went to see Snow Patrol, who actually happened to be studying at the same uh, university in Scotland as I did. I've, I'm potentially playing with fire with this, but who is your favorite Houston sports figure? If only I liked uh, I liked sports. Uh, fair enough. All right. <laughs> what is the last TV show you binge watched? Actually, my, my wife just started putting Desperate Housewives uh, from from season one, episode one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then and then finally, uh, what is your fast food guilty pleasure? It has to come from a restaurant with a drive through. I always take you know the the example with uh, with staff of Taco Bell. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Taco Bell because I, I get stuff with with a five dollar box. I love it. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> Sebastian. How can people how can people uh, stay in touch with Laval Consulting and PS Twenty One? What give us your social media, your website, the whole the whole thing. Laval Hospitality. I don't have social uh, social media for it, um, but Laval Hospitality. I have I have a, a website that has all the information. Um, and you'll reach me very fast. And then, uh, and it's lavalhospitality.com. So L-A-V as in Victor A-L, like my last name. And then, uh, and then with PS21, we've got, uh, we've got social media. We've got our website, simple. We want it to be as simple as possible. You find the menus, you like it, and then, you know, make a reservation. Um, so very easy to, uh, to, to be in touch. All right. Well, Sebastian, this was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Eric. Take care. You can follow me on Instagram at Eric Sandler. Keep it locked on culturemap.com for all the latest Houston bar and restaurant news. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week.